to removing the cake, the place where perfectionists remove our superhero cake and discuss what it's like to wear our various titles, hats, and masks. We can pick them up at the end of the show, but for now, let's all relax. Time to get into the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Ty. Thank you for coming back for another week. Please be sure to share the show with your friends, family, and on social media. I appreciate you for coming back again. Guess what, guys? Today's my birthday. Well, of course, you know, it's pre-recorded, but the day this is released, September 17th, is my birthday. I believe that a person's birthday is their personal holiday and should be celebrated in grand fashion. Now, I must say that most September babies and probably even most Virgos believe in major celebrations. If you know a September baby, which I know you do, you probably think, They are so extra. They love being born in September. Like, well, I have some facts for you. Sprinkled with a little bit of theory. Now, side note, that's how some media is delivered to you. It's important to know the difference between what is a fact and what is an opinion in the statement. Sometimes the two can be so closely woven together that it's hard to tell the difference. Do some independent research and make sure that the information you're being fed is important. Okay. Okay. Back to me talking about being born in the best month, which is September. Okay. All right. So according to Time Magazine, nine of the top 10 days to give birth fall between September 9th and September 20th. What's the 10th one? I don't know. I I didn't look. I didn't really care. Um, (laughs) cause it just wasn't important. Nine of the top 10 days to give birth are in September. Now, the reason is because the holiday season is a popular time for people to conceive. Think about it. Eat, drink, and be very merry, huh? Yeah. Now, here's where I separate the facts and insert my own opinion. I believe the reason many September babies love celebrations is because that's how we were created. We are the results of a good holiday season. We were made at the after after party, you know, like so we believe in a good party. That theory could have zero percent of truth to it. But that's my story and I'm sticking to it. It's kind of like the Earth, Wind and Fire song um, called September. I would play it for you, but I don't want to get hit with copyright infringement. So I won't do that. I won't play those legend songs, but all of you should know it anyway. In the song, they say, do you remember the 21st night of September? I always sing it and say the 17th night of September. Now, I would also like to formally apologize to every person who I sang it around and you thought those were the words. (laughs) Now, or a few of you could have known that I was saying that I was saying it wrong, but you didn't want to ruin my moment. And I appreciate you for letting me live. In my mind, that's what the song is supposed to say. And it was written for me. 
That song just makes me happy. It's hard not to want to dance or sing or just smile when it's on. Okay. Sidetracked. I just sidetracked for four minutes. Okay. As we all know, we quote Auntie Tabitha Brown, focus. So, (laughs) since it is my birthday, I wanted this to be an episode of reflection um, with a couple of stories in there. So I'm going to share some of my favorite lessons over the last year of my life. I hope you guys enjoy them. Hit me up on social media and let me know um, what you think about the episode for today. You can find me at I am Ty Demps on all platforms or at Removing the Cape. So there are four things that I've narrowed it down to that I've learned within this last year of my life. The first one is, it's okay to get lost. The second one, it's okay to be vulnerable. The third one, it's okay to ask for help. And the last one, it's okay to be afraid. Okay, my first lesson, it's okay to get lost. This recently happened, actually about a month ago. My girlfriends and I went to Atlanta to visit our friend who had just moved there for school. You guys heard all of them on episode five. I'm a friend, Squat Goals Edition. We decided to add a physical workout element to our schedule so that we could burn some calories while we were there. We made the decision to do a hike since Atlanta has a lot of mountains and trails all over the place. The one we picked was Roswell Mill because of how beautiful it is. There are waterfalls and creeks. So this is right up our alley. We could get a workout in and take a few pics for the gram. If you follow any of us, I'm sure you've already seen, have seen those. Well, we start off and it's so beautiful. There's lots of water. The huge waterfall was absolutely photo worthy. We were passing families, doing photo shoots, a maternity shoot, and people who were just leisurely enjoying their Sunday morning outside. After completing that side of the hike, we weren't challenged. It was honestly pretty short, and there were little to no inclines. On our walk back, we passed an extremely steep driveway that led to the adjacent neighborhood. We decided to run up and down it twice to get our heart rates up before going to the other side of the height. Well, we didn't know that was an extremely bad idea. The side we started on was the easy side. There was a reason we saw so many families, small children, and photo shoots on that side. Once we got over the bridge, we ran into a nice older woman who told us there were 72 steps that went to the top of the mountain or hill that we could see. We paused for a second, then we went up the steps. At first, we thought that was the highest that it would get or the roughest, but that was the easiest part of this other side of the hike. The further we went, the more challenging it became. Also, there were no more steps, just nature steps. So a bunch of trees, branches, land, no nicely constructed steps. This was a real hike. Now we're in the real deal part of it. It wasn't too bad because it was the reason we went out there. So we were there for it. We knew the entire hike was about three miles. Um, So we were prepared, you know, watching our watches along the way. 
at one point we stopped at one of the maps to chart our course back to the main waterfall and subsequently back to the entrance. We followed it perfectly, but there was one problem. We didn't realize that there were so many waterfalls in this area. We ended up at the destination we selected. It just wasn't the correct waterfall. We found ourselves on the side of a random road, lost. And we just knew that that had to be it before we got there because we had completed about well, a little over three miles. We pulled up GPS to see how far away we were from the main entrance. And little Miss Siri told us that it was a 35-minute walk to get back to our car. At that point, we didn't have it in us. <laughs> I mean, we had completed, like I said, maybe three and a half, however many miles, up and down, just all the climbing. We were over it. So we just laughed it off and ended up calling an Uber to this random road nearby so we could get back to the car. Did we hike? Yes, we did. Here's what I learned. Getting lost at the end didn't negate everything we did before we were lost. Also, we reached the destination that we set. We just chose the wrong one. We followed the maps appropriately made the correct turns. Also, we had fun. We got some photos, found a nice swing, burned some calories, and have a great story to tell. We accomplished our goal. The perfectionist in me would have hated this a few years ago, but I've learned that it's okay to get lost. The next lesson I've learned is that it's okay to be vulnerable. Now with this one, I would have to say there's levels to vulnerability. And I think I learned a new level this year. My relationship with my husband has absolutely taught me vulnerability, but I needed to work on being vulnerable with other people. I have to credit you all, my removing the cape superheroes, with helping me in that area. As you all have heard me say, starting this podcast was something I was afraid to do. I was nervous about who would listen, what would I say, would I mess up? I would overthink so many things. It also brought out a worry of mine. I stuttered as a child and it will occasionally come out when I get nervous. I didn't want to be on here and start stuttering. Then I don't sound perfect. I must say the responses I've gotten from you all encouraged me to keep me to continue to keep being open with all of you. I'm always amazed when I see the listeners in France and in Germany and all across the United States. I am grateful to my virtual tribe of superheroes. You all help me greatly, probably more than what you even know. Thank you. My next lesson is that it's okay to ask for help. My husband gets 100% credit for this one. He's been trying to get me to learn this lesson since we got together, but I think I'm finally getting it. What's funny is I have asked him for so many things over the last year. I know some of you may think, what are you talking about? That's your husband. Correct. But I had to learn how to accept the help that he was trying to give. 
He's always been trying to offer it. I just had to unlearn my instincts and ask for help. No matter how seemingly small the situation, he takes all of it. I confidently know that he takes care of whatever I need and we don't live by gender roles. No matter if it's something around the house, whatever it is, he's always there to gladly help. I realized that I was carrying an unnecessary amount of stress and mental weight because I was doing things that I was just used to doing. I was already leaning on him, but I didn't know I did not know that I could lean on him even more. The funniest part of it all to me is that he enjoys it. He can easily handle things that seem huge for me. Also, he doesn't make me regret that I asked him for help or throw it in my face. That's something that I experienced in my life from way back being young. And I recognize that I still carry that and I've been able to release it but also appreciate him for not being that way. It's okay to ask for help. And I'm glad I'm learning that. My last lesson, it's okay to be afraid. I'm going to try to get through this one without crying, but I hope you bear with me if I can't. A couple of months ago, my husband and I miscarried for the second time. This miscarriage led to a series of tests and doctor's appointments. And without revealing specific medical information, the conclusion became that I will have to seek fertility treatment in order to have a child. Of course, that news was and still is heartbreaking. I find myself getting sad out of nowhere and realizing that this is often consuming my mind. In a conversation with my OBGYN, as she was breaking the news to me, she asked me if I would consider going through the fertility process. She encouraged me to go and not just to give up on having a child, no matter the stigma, especially as a black woman. It's something that isn't popular in our community because as a woman, just in general, no matter your race, you're seen as having something wrong with you if you can't naturally conceive. Well, my husband and I have decided to go through the process. We don't know anyone in our personal lives that has been through this. We don't have anyone that we can talk to about their experience with it. We're the first ones that we know of that are making this step. We have talked to a few close friends and family, and they already know, but this is the first time I'm speaking on it publicly. We went to our first appointment, and it went much better than anticipated. We know this will be a long process, but we are willing to try. Yes, I am afraid, but I'm still going to do it. Fear will not keep me from trying. So please send us all the prayers and positivity you can. My 
inspirational segment is dedicated to me. When I had the thought, I wonder if I was so centered to do this, but I sat with the idea for a little longer. We often look to outside sources for inspiration and encouragement. We don't give ourselves enough credit for what we have accomplished, completed, and survived. Today, I want to do that and be okay with it. I am celebrating my birthday today, but since college, here's what I've done. I started a business, written a book, guest lectured at three universities, worked on events and marketing campaigns with Grammy-winning artists and Fortune 100 companies, managed citywide events, helped other entrepreneurs start their business, become a certified meeting professional, wrapped up some passport stamps, and I need a few more once we can start traveling again. (laughs) I started this podcast and I married the love of my life. I've yet to reach the peak of my life, but I deserve to pat myself on the back. I encourage you to write down your accomplishments. Brag on yourself. You'll be surprised how many things you have done that will inspire you. Find motivation in the mirror today. My inspirational segment is dedicated to me, but it's also dedicated to all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show and tune in again next week. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Share with a friend or family member and follow us on social media at Removing the Cake. Check out our website at www.removingthecake.com. Whatever superhero cape you have to pick up and wear today, I hope it's a bit lighter and your smile's a little brighter. See you next week.